Welcome back to Side Peace Show, also known as the House of Pain, because that is where I'm living right now. The House of Freaking Pain, you guys. Holy crap. So I know I've been keeping you posted of all the fun that's been happening here the past six weeks with Logan, my four-year-old, all these ear infections, pneumonia, sinus infections. So we finally get them healthy enough. After six weeks of being sick and out of school, we get him healthy enough to go get tubes in his ears because of all the ear infections he's been having. The doctor says his ears are good. There's still a little bit left in his chest from the pneumonia and the cough, but other than that, great. So we get the tubes put in. I'm like, holy crap, we made it. We freaking made it to getting the tubes. Now it's looking up, you know, bright skies, Sunny skies, rainbows, freaking butterflies flying everywhere. Things were are going to get better. We're turning the corner. So fast forward to a day and a half later, and Logan is coughing horrifically, throwing up in the middle of the night, and crazy, crazy sick. So we haven't been anywhere in six weeks. He caught something from going to the hospital to get the procedure done. So he caught a whole new virus sick again. So the day of the procedure, we had Vivi just go to the grandparents and basically the amazing stellar mom I am had shipped Vivi off since because I wanted Logan to recover and then Logan got sick again and I just wanted them apart. Vivi goes to school for one day. I get a call halfway through from the school nurse that Vivi has a fever and needs to come home. So it just gets better and better every day, you guys. Remember when I said house of pain? It should be the house of pain and misery because that's where I am right now. But on the bright side, well, not so bright side. I still haven't been able to catch up on so many shows. Like I can't wait to catch up on Atlanta, Canadian the Gang. There's so much. I know Beverly Hills premieres around the corner. Oh my gosh, there's so much amazingness going on. Um, below deck sailing yet I have in my spare time because Josh my husband the only Bravo show he will watch is below deck so we have when we have a second been watching below deck down under with hot Captain Jason other than that I have a lot of catching up to do but on the bright side there is actually a bright side I have a health and wellness business I think I've talked to you guys about it before where I help people with their food, their eating, if they want to lose weight, whatever it is, just their nutrition in general. I'm a Stanford certified nutritionist. So I have side piece as my side piece. And then I have this business. Well, so fast forward to me starting to work with Eat This, Not That. It's a huge, huge brand. They get 20 million views per month across their social platforms. They're monstrous. I'm sure you guys have heard of them. Back in the day, they used to have the books, Eat This, Not That. Now they're just a monster. So they asked me to be on their medical expert board, which is the coolest thing ever. And then I said, use me. I love talking. Duh. Shocking to you guys. I love talking with people and interviewing them and meeting cool new people. I said, use me for a platform. I already already do this for side piece interviewing people. Let's make a video series and we can talk to people, celebrities, Bravo loves athletes about their food, their eating, everything, exercise, working out. So they agreed. 
And now with Eat This, Not That, I'm starting their first ever video series called Minute with Melissa, where I'm doing just that. I'm interviewing celebs, athletes, talking about their greatest, you know, foods, what they love to cook, eating, nutrition, exercise, all of it. We cover it all in, you know, a real quick, fun video. I'm so excited. And you guys, I kicked off the whole thing, my first ever Minute with Melissa for Eat This, Not That, with the one and only Hall of Famer, Troy freaking Aikman. You guys, I know, Troy Aikman. So for those of you guys who don't know it, he's a Hall of Famer. He played for the Dallas Cowboys his whole career. He's a monster. Um, he does broadcasting now with Joe Buck. They just got a huge deal that Josh, my husband, also did for them. Uh, leaving Fox and going to ESPN. Anyway, Troy is incredible. He was suckered uh, to do this with me. And I kicked off the whole series with Troy doing this uh, yesterday. So a bright spot in the house of misery, pain, and hell. Uh, that was super cool. But even cooler is me telling you how much I love you, how much I so appreciate you sticking with me through it all, through the madness the House of Pain, all my amazing guests being there, loving it, listening, subscribing, rating, reviewing, telling all your peeps to rate, review, subscribe, and listen. You guys make me so happy. This is literally the one few sources of happiness that has been shaking in my insane, everyone is sick house of misery. So I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate it, how much I love you guys. Thank you, a million thank yous for listening and tuning in. And I just hope you know how much I appreciate you. So thank you again. And I will see you next Wednesday. My guest today, she is the blonde bombshell that came to the OC from the East Coast, from Jersey, shaking it up and rocking it. Yes, you guys, she is the bold, the brave, the beautiful, the strong, absolutely amazing, genuine, real. I love her. I love her. I love her. From Real Housewives of Orange County, it's Gina Kay. Hi. You got me like talking to something other than four and watching Moana. Like I right? yes, I know we don't talk about Bruno in our oh house, you know, God. like I ever. Can't. Yeah. There's so many things. I know the kids are really hard, honestly, like just in general, like outside of the show, outside of your career, having kids it is, is a gnarly all encompassing job. And there's so many parts of it. It's such a living, wild, breathing sort of job. And it is, it's brutal. Most of it is not fun. And it's, nobody tells you that. Nobody, nobody says shit about it. They don't say from the get-go, the, the, the carrying it, delivery, food, the feeding, the, I mean, all of it. It's it disgusting. I don't know how you did it. Three young coming on to camera. Like, Not I mean, well, Melissa. I'll tell you that. That was, 
that was just me. I I really am just when it comes to like the show and stuff, it happened to me very by accident. And I I just still approach it to this day the way I did at the beginning was they asked me just to be myself and I did that. And I think you really do see that from me, even just in terms of like when everything, my life was in crisis and I was really just trying to keep myself and my kids afloat. That was very indicative of what was going on with how I looked, you know, like my, obviously I was a mess, you know, like my hair was a mess. My, you know, I gained weight. Like I couldn't, that was the last priority, but like that to me is because that's real life, you know? And when things don't go great and you're trying to keep yourself and your kids afloat, like if you look glamorous through that, God bless you, but I can't keep it all together. And to me, it was the kids that took the priority. So it is what it is, you know, but it's hard. You, when you freaking started the show, was shit kind of already going downhill with Matt? So it's interesting because I know a lot of people's perspective is that he was like in LA and doing whatever, but really that ha- all that stuff had happened like a year prior. And so we were still, obviously you don't rebound from that. You're not in a great place, but like I had no intentions of leaving my marriage or anything like that. Like we were really trying to work through it. And, um, so that's why, like, I'm not going to just come on a reality show and feel like a lot, like a lot of these women are just like, well, I'm just going to like tell everybody all my dirt and like, totally that's not real life. Like, so I approached it like real life and real life for me is, oh, I'm meeting a new group of friends. I'm not going to lead with my husband's infidelity, you know? And like where I was at that point in my life, like that had happened already. So we were, I entered it where I was in life, you know? And then I think it was like the second season I was on, I got kind of rocked because I found out right before we started filming that he had been secretly, even though we were separated at this point, he had been back dating this woman. And I was like, you know what? I could do a lot of things to protect everybody, but like, I'm not going to be like having my friends be like, oh, so is, you know, is he dating anyone? And me like, oh yes, he's got a great guy. You know, there's certain things I just can't do. And so at that point I was like, so overwhelmed with everything. I was like, I got to just start being true and opening up about what's going on now, you know? So everywhere I am with the show, it's like, whatever is happening really in that moment, that's where I am. Totally. And by the way, um, let's back up. You're going through all this with three kids and you start with Kelly, mm-hmm. Vicky, Shannon, Tamara. Yeah. I mean, are you serious right now? I know. You know what though? In some ways, I think it was good for me because I always said, that because of, I was going through such real heavy stuff in my real personal life, the women were like the least of my concern. Cakewalk. Yeah. Because I'm like, and I didn't even really know what I was signing up for. So I was just like, here I am. And I've never had issues with anybody, (laughs) you know, like I always have friends and like, I'm, I'm a friendly person and I'll talk to anybody. So I didn't think, you know, naive, I guess that I would have issues with anybody. And still, even now, sometimes it's so, I just get, I take a minute and I say, how do I have problems with friends and these relationships and these, you know, my other castmates when I I never have had that element in my life. I'm still best friends with my best girlfriends from like elementary school, right? New York. So it's like, so bizarre to me. 
but you know what? It is a cool kind of a cool thing. Cause you, you really do get to see, it's like they put women who are living geographically in the same area, but are, who are so opposite, opposite. right together. And then that's what happens. So it's entertaining. <laughs> you freaking move all the way cross country. I'm from, I get it. Like there's a lot of like, I'm from Ohio, right? Okay. Like, like Emily. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so I move here. You're in LA, which is completely different from the East coast or Midwest or yeah. anything for that matter. Like, yeah. Not you're in LA, you're in Orange County. Duh, I'm in LA. But it's but, still like a different planet, a different world. Yeah. Like night and day. Yeah. So you do this three young kids. Marriage is like a hot mess. Mm-hmm. And but like, I don't even remember, how did you actually get involved with doing this show? Oh, it was so, I really was, like you said, I had just moved. I moved here pregnant with Luca, with my youngest pregnant. And I, you know, I was just like hitting up the playgrounds and stuff. And I was literally bought a home in Kodo and I didn't even know. Cause to me, my perspective is I watched the show, but I remember when I watched it, you know, I watched it just like a normal fan. And right. so I wasn't paying attention to all the details. And to me, California, I'd never been to California, period. Right. So when I, when we came here, Matt, my ex-husband's boss actually lived in Kodo to Casa. And so we went to his house for dinner and I was like, I love it here. Cause it was so flourished. And it reminded me of the East coast. So all the house were different styles. So I was like, this is where I want to live. I remember talking to my girlfriend, Pam from home. And she was like, Oh my God, Gina, that's where the housewives live. And I was like, Oh shit. Because like, I, you know, when you watch it, I thought it was Kodo, first of all, not Kodo to Casa. I couldn't say any of those streets. I was like, I'm on La Jala. I'm lost. Like I had no idea what was going on. And so I thought Kodo was like one cold cul-de-sac. Like I didn't realize it was like it's huge Coda to Casa. And so we bought a house in there. And I remember my girlfriends being like, oh my God, Gina, you're going to be the next housewife. And I was like, yeah, I'd be the, I'll, yeah, right. I'll be like the poor one. And now here I am five years later, apparently I still am the poor one, but I am on the show. <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless, you know, I, I have, and I rock that shit, spot. baby. <laughs> I'm still here. And, um, yeah. And so my, so I had got set up, set up from a mutual friend at a mom event introduced to Tatiana, who is my best friend here, taught new Tamara. And I was like, Oh my God, like, this is so cool. I had no idea about right. any of this stuff. She, um, she was auditioning. I was like, what's an audition. I remember I went and I helped her like pick out her sequin dress and like put her makeup on. I was so excited for her. I was like, this is, so, you know, it was like when you're just like a mom, yeah, at home, this is huge. It's, it's, it's yes. so we got her all done up. And then she, after like you do like a round of casting, they have you fill out a really like nine page application or something crazy like that. And there was like a spot for, if you know anybody else who you think might be interested in the show and she put my name and number and they just called me and then they just, every time they would advance me, cause it's a pretty intense, like, you know, process. And I would just be like, really? Like I'm making it through, you know, and then like, I'm telling you like that, I went from nothing to a couple months later, boom, I'm on this show. And I was like scared because I never thought I was really going to get on the show, you know? So then when I did, I'm just like, how do you say no? You know? So you don't, I said, yes. (laughs) So you're 32 at the time? At the time. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe 33 ish yeah three young kids 
Matt is the, your marriage, but you're like, sure. Why not? Was he like, yeah. hell no. You know what? He was obviously against it. Cause knowing, you know, he didn't want like all his stuff to him out, but there was just like, it really was kind of like a, a selfish moment, but like one of those moments where you, I felt like really, okay, this thing I feel is put in front of me for a reason. And, you know, like sometimes you just have those moments where I just was like, you know what I'm going to do. I've been only doing for everybody else. I've moved across the country for him and all of this is going on. And I said to myself, I'm going to do this for me, you know? And even when we did do it, he then was on board and we, I thought, I thought it was going to be even potentially a good thing for us. So I was like, maybe this is something we can do together and we're going to get back on track. Then his job wouldn't allow him to do it. And so then that's what, yeah. So then that's why you never saw him when I first came on the show, but it really was us that first year with all intentions to still stay committed to each other and work through our marriage, but it just didn't work. You know, now I look back and I'm like, it's good. We made an effort, but Matt and I are just really different. We're just not meant to be in a romantic partnership. You know, I just thought you were always from the get go, just like, Oh my God, there's so many similarities. Like I love this chick. Right. And I've been watching it from the get go. So I've seen all the crew. Right. How, I just don't know how you did, how, how did you actually get through it all? Like going through it, being on a show, having kids, like mentally, it's like, how, how? Honestly, Melissa, I, I don't even know. I look back now and I guess it's just one of those things as a mom, as a woman, you just have to find that inner strength to just say, you know, one foot in front of the other and just keep going. And I just made choices that I felt were, you know, from my gut instinctual and always like with intentions to get through it, make things better, not make things worse. And just kind of like, will it to be the way I wanted it to be. And I knew it could be, but it was really hard. You know, I'm not going to like sit here and lie. Like everything was, I mean, it's, it was a real shit show for a really long time. And you know, a lot of it, I just, I don't even know, but I block out a lot of it, you yeah, know, yeah. because it's just one of those things, but the, what really, even honestly, I'm so naive. Cause even when I started talking about things, I didn't realize like the impact that I, that my story would have and how it would resonate with so many women. And I wasn't, when I was going through it too, I think I've even said this on the show, like when I was really in the thick of it, I was not in a place where I wanted to be anybody's, you know, I didn't want to fly a flag for any cause. I didn't want to represent anything. I didn't really want to be that person that was going to help other people. Cause I was just trying to help myself, honestly, survive, survive. Yeah. And I think that that actually was like a smart decision because I've seen other women on the show in crisis who, instead of just really leaning in and dealing with what their crisis is, they use it as an opportunity to try and just be like, okay, well now I'm going to represent this and help everybody else. And not that that's a bad thing, except I really think you need to heal, repair and do the work on yourself. And then when you come out the other side, if you want to be an advocate and try and help other women as a whole person, right? that's great. Um, and I'm in like a much better space now where I can talk about this stuff right. and right. it doesn't bother me. And 
I see it as like, you know what, this is some, a lot of people go through a lot of the stuff that I did go through, even if it's not as, you know, heightened of a situation or whatever. It's just like, I'm a normal person. I have normal shit and I'm willing to put it out there. And then I've surprisingly had like a lot of positive feedback from that. So we all have our bag of shit to carry. I know, you know? but that's a lot. And by the way, we, we all have our bag of shit, but we do it not with 18 cameras in our face with a bunch of other crazy women. Yeah, it wasn't right? easy. Yeah. I mean, were it, they- it was healthy for me though. It like forced me to talk about things. Yeah. Get it out. I mean, mm-hmm. do you also feel like it was almost this doing the show as tough as it was almost good because it, I feel like it almost forced you and Matt to be separated and like move apart or no, uh, the, not the show, but I think like I look back now and I'm just the type of person that if I think that I'm doing the right thing for my kids, I'll give everything for that. And I think in my head, I just was so nervous that I was making a mistake leaving the marriage, you know? And so it did take it till the point where obviously there was the point of no return there for me actually to leave. And that part is good. And it is good that I, you know, we, we have our interviews and we sit there for hours at a time and they ask you all these questions. And if I'm asked a question, I I've realized this about myself. I have no problem answering it, but if I'm not being prompted or asked, I'll never ask myself those questions. I'll never talk about anything. And I have this tendency to just be like that smile on my face and everything's okay and grit and get through it. And I think that has been the most like amazing, healthy thing for me being on the show, because I literally sitting in a seat for hours at a time forced to talk about my feelings and emotions. And you see, I do, and it gets it out. It's very cathartic. Right. For me. Were the women supportive when you were going through this? I mean, Emily always, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, not that they, they weren't, I just think that no, I mean, a lot of them weren't like a lot of them were cool about it. I mean, I don't like blame anybody or feel negative. I mean, people were always like appropriate. I never felt like they were like, not like, like happy that I was going through anything bad, you know, but I also think that they all are women who are obviously focused on their own stuff too. And they clearly had, you know, when you lose, when you have this opportunity, a lot of them had this opportunity for so long. And then you, if you, that opportunity is gone, like they're worried, that's a, that's their own stuff they have to deal with. So I think they were focused on themselves and I think that's okay. It's not like we're all best friends. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that I share on the show with America is, my personal story and you don't really see me share all of that stuff with my actual other castmates right outside of like a select few so it's not like they knew it's like they didn't know everything until they watch it too you know right. so I don't like fault them for that yeah. I saw it when you were like dude Shannon John's like coming at me ag- very aggressively is that stuff difficult for you because obviously you, what you went through and then watching it back or does it, are you just like, dude, that was just a dick move or is it really triggering or. I hate to make myself like a victim. It's like, I just don't have it in me. So to me, I feel like that is low hanging fruit, you know, to be like, to blame everything on that subconsciously maybe, but I definitely, 
I think that the bottom line is I just have high standards for how people should treat people in general. And I don't think that that was right. And I don't think that that served John well. I don't think that served Shannon well. And I don't think that that served myself well. And and I also think that John would agree with that. So, you know, and I'm a very forgiving person. Like if you, everybody messes up and if you do something wrong, but you acknowledge it, you take responsibility for it and you use it as an opportunity for personal growth, that's great, you know? And so hopefully that's what happens there. Um, John has apologized to me. He did. So, yes. And, yeah. um, and I accepted that apology. So, you know, I'm not going to be the person to go out there and see, and he's a really nice guy, John, you know, I think that was probably good for him to see. Cause I think that he did think he was just supporting his girlfriend right? and he, that's, it just wasn't in a good way. You right. know, totally. so Did you see him, like, have you seen, actually seen physically seen him since? I saw him right after the reunion because he went out of his way to come find me to apologize. Oh, well, that's and good. I thought that was very nice. Yeah. And like, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, so where do you stand with Shannon? Again, I'm hot off the reunion, right? So it's okay. To- I, you know, I haven't seen Shannon or spoken to Shannon since the reunion. Um, I don't have any, you know, bad blood. It's just, I don't know if it's just one of those things, you know, she has a lot of kids. I have a lot of kids. We have a lot going on. I am literally at some sporting event every single day of the week, the whole weekends. I'm there the whole day, you know, every day. So we're both really busy. I mean, that's kind of like a, an excuse. We were texting at the beginning when the show was first airing. And then, you know, I don't know. I think it's probably, it's, it's Shannon sensitive too. Like, I think we all know that. Right. Right, So it's like, I think she takes a lot of what she sees on the show to heart. We're like, I just don't, I just don't care, you know? So I don't know. I think we're okay. Unless she's out there saying otherwise, but I, I, you know, I'm, I am very different from Shannon. I operate very differently. I was raised very differently. We are always going to be who we are and we are always going to be very different people. And we're always going to see most things differently, you know, but at the end of the day, I've known this woman for like five plus years and I do respect her. A lot of the stuff she's gone through and, you know, if there, but, but I'm never going to stop being myself and you know what I mean? Right. I know. Is it crazy? Five years. And like, I was just saying, you start with Kelly gone, Vicky, mm-hmm. D, Tamara, Shannon's the only one. Were mm-hmm. you a surprise out of that whole crew that Shannon was the one that they kept? Um, you know what? When Tamara got released, I was very surprised. I, I didn't see that coming. I know she didn't either. Um, but I, I, Shannon's entertaining. You know what I mean? Like she's entertaining, man, for whatever, you know, good, bad, or in between, whatever you think. Like I like her shenanigans, I think are ridiculous, but they're funny, you know? And like, like, and I, that's the thing is like, I'm just very, like, I think everybody has a place. I think we all have a purpose to serve. I think that in most groups of friends and women, you'll, you'll find that, right. You'll find different personalities. If everybody had the same exact personality with the same background, it was carving copies that that likely they're either not going to get along or they're going to be boring. Right. right? I'm not surprised when anybody really 
you know, makes it through, especially when you're a bigger personality like Shannon, you know, we all have our part in this and there's room for everybody. So over Vicky though, isn't that crazy? I mean, I, yeah, I guess. Cause Vicky shenanigans are hysterical too. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy that part of Vicky and I actually liked, cause I could see like the first year I was on, I think Vicky was maybe more complacent, but then she went down to a friend and that year I was like, who is this Vicky? She like was showing up and she was, she's really funny. I mean, I don't know. She's like, she's, they're just like naturally ridiculous. And right. I find it very entertaining. So I don't know, I guess that's like a, a coin flip. I, I don't know why they do the things they do or don't. I don't every year. I'm like, I still have a job, you know? So. I mean, I just talked to Vicky that's so like, it is are you guys cool because she was like my cast would be which I'm shocked Kelly Dodd and what they've been through mm-hmm. Shannon and Tamara and she said me us four like that's like my core um I mean I'm not surprised it seems to me like from what I've been seeing it's like the people who are off the show and are now trying to like band together so I mean I wish that they had tried the approach of let's band together went with the peep their castmates when they were on the show. Right. You know, and I think it's really kind of unfortunate that a lot of these women don't really get that until it's too late. And then they try to take this route of like, now let's just crap on everybody who still has a job. And it's like, I'm just an employee too, you know, and I can't like, I, it's not my fault that I'm still employed and you're not like, I think it's, it's like misdirected anger, but it is what it is. Where do you stand with them? Kelly, we know Kelly mouth, I mean, won't stop. Yeah. I don't even have anything to say about that because it's just like, you can't, you know, it's just anything you say is, I mean, I can't subscribe to that. So it's, it is what it is. But I have admittedly in the year that I've been doing this over 70 interviews, I will say that I have to stop by Kelly because, which I don't like talk shit or anything. But like, I reached out to her and she was like, um, well, sorry. You know, I have to be very, by the way, she's been off the show for how long? She's like, I have to be very selective about where I go and what podcasts Mm. I do. And I'm like, okay, now I don't care about saying anything. Yeah. Like I bet she'll do it now. (laughs) And I don't understand it. And I think, I think a lot of it is just really mean, you know, honestly. And I, it, it, it's, it's upsetting, you know, and it's, it's, sad look really like it's it's I wish that it wasn't like that I wish that it could be the type of thing where it's like okay that was a great run and now what are we going to do next and onward and upward and I would love to support all of my castmates that are currently on the show and formerly on the show and it it's upsetting that some of those people don't see it the same way you know, she was also like, Vicky was also like, well, it's going to come to an end. Everything comes to an end. It does. Like, we're like, you know what I mean? It, it, that's my thing is I'm just going to keep coming. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to be myself. And when that becomes not as interesting to people, that's okay. You know, like that is okay. And then it's okay. What are we going to do now? And that's exciting, you know? And I don't think it has to be, let's burn every bridge and burn down the city. But some people take that approach. And so you you and Emily did not know each other starting this. No, not at all. You knew nobody. Nobody. I knew nobody. And you're 30 years younger than some of them. 
So were you like, what in the actual F am I doing here with like 60? I'm 33. Literally. 32. I don't know these chicks. Like who was the, who was the most, you didn't know anybody. So who was the coolest? Well, Tamara was definitely always cool with me. So I knew, I met Tamara through Todd and she had, I remember like the first time she was having this vitamin party for AdvoCare and Tamara was somehow linked to it. And Todd was like, do you want to come to the party? Tamara's going to be there. And I was like, I don't give a shit about your vitamins, but I want to meet Tamara, you know? And so I went and she was actually so fun. Like, you know, like everything that you would want as just somebody who watches the show. And, you know, I never even followed a a celebrity on social media. I had like a private page with like 200 people and I was bad about posting, but I knew I needed to because like every, my parents wanted to see the kids and, you know, so it was very normal. And then she was always really, she was really cool that day. And I was like, wow, like that, that was great. That's why even that, like, I think of that and I'm always like, so excited to meet fans and stuff because you really can make somebody's day. You know, I'm like at home covered in shit and vomit all day long. And then I'm like, Oh, I get to go to this lunch and, and like sit with Tamara. And she's like spilling the tea. Like it was normal. I was like, this is the best day ever. And then Tamara like literally was always very cool with me on the show. She, you know what the thing is, Tamara respected me. And I think I have a hard time um, with some of the, a lot of the cast needs, even people who come on after me, like just respecting me as part of like the cast. And, and um, she always did. So that was really, that was, that was nice for me. And like, I feel like Tamara also knew that like I was smart. So even, you know, Tamara's smart too. So it's like, anything but any of her stuff or like whatever that she's pulling she respected me enough to not pull it on me because she knew and I respected her for that you know so we definitely always had like a mutual respect for each other so where do you stand now with her I mean I like to think we're still cool we don't talk she she, you know she's obviously moved on she obviously has a podcast and that can be tricky I just saw it too because she was like what did she say um like it's mean girls versus the victim. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, which I mean, I get it, but you know what? It's like, I, I don't even care as long as like she stays within the boundaries of the show, she's commenting on things that she sees in the show. She knows me personally. So like, I know that she knows that like, that's not what's happening there. But at the same time, like if people look, we put the show out there so that people talk about it. So I'm never, even if people are getting something completely missing the mark, I'm like, whatever, that's what the show is for. You're entitled to your perspective. And, you know, I'm entitled to tell you you're wrong, but it's not, it doesn't bother me when people don't see things or it doesn't go my way because you're entitled to your opinion. That's what the show is for. You're putting yourself out there. You have to expect you're going to get judged. I understand that. I'm okay with that. It is what it is. You know, as long as it's just when you, people start going below the belt, the kids that I don't like the kids, just making shit up, listening to like stupid gossip that's not real or people who are trying to like hurt you. Like that's the whole, that's where I start to get really bummed out because I just think that I still have this like naive side of me that's still like surprised at how like awful some people can be. And it like makes me sad, you know, but the, the, the general stuff, if people want to weigh in on, am I mean to Noella? Is Noella, da, 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 that's fine. That's part of the show, you right. know? Where are you, by the way? Again, fresh off the reunion. I mean, what in the actual hell 
is going on? Like, where are you guys? Well, I mean, obviously Emily is still like, Emily is literally like one of my best friends in the world. So like, I just talk with Emily, chat with Emily. Like we go to each other's stuff. We usually honestly meet for coffee. Like once a week, she'll just pop by my house. But the last couple of weeks, we've both been like traveling and do, and the kids, it's just been a lot. But like we were together last week shopping and we had lunch at South Coast. Like we're together all the time. So that. that's never going to change whether we're on the show or off the show. Like we're just... Jenny. We always have that now. She's like, and we've also gone through something together that we started together and we've been in together for so long. It's like bonded by this whole experience too, you know? And that's really cool. Like I adore her. She's such a ratchet. I honestly, I know like there was one year I got really pissed that Bronwyn said that I was like her younger sister. I got so offended by it because like, I felt like, what are you talking? Like it was like demeaning, but with like Emily, I actually feel like she is like an older sister to me in some ways. And I don't have an, an a sister. And so like, I really do love that. Like I, I do. That. And I know she really does. She kind of does treat me like her kid's sister a little bit, but like, I'm okay with that because it's my Emily. You know what right, I mean? Totally. She's like, yeah. Like, was so. it tough though? You guys went through a, a big fight like that. Yeah, week. we did. And it was real, you know, and that like, yeah, but that's Emily and I, I mean, like, we don't, we, we're going to fight again, you know, like we, 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 things piss us off, but like, that's, that's real friendship. Like sometimes you, you know, especially when you're in each other's life so closely. And then through this experience, you're together so much, you're going to step on each other's toes. You're going to question things, especially at the beginning. It was a lot of like, that's the stuff about Emily. I think like her background, how she grew up, she's like a little bit, um, has like, I, mean, I don't want to diagnose her, but like, I tell her all the time, I feel like she has like some like abandonment issues, like yeah. stuff like that. Right. And so she's just not as like trusting in friendships and this experience like really challenges that a lot too. So I think there was a lot there to work through, but like, honestly, those blowups that we had and those fights that we had, like made us even closer. And I think that's when, you know, you have like a genuine friend and like, totally. I love her, I adore her, I love her death. Like I'll always be or bud so that's really special if nothing else came out of this like you know to find like your best uh, yeah like a best friend through it you know and Travis always makes fun of me because I'm like this is my best friend Leah this is my best friend Pam this is my best friend he's like how many best friends do you have and I'm like I have a lot of them that's because like I genuinely feel like if I call you like my friend you're like one of my best friends because I have like you don't just have like, like just your three or four, like what was Shannon? A core <laughs> nine, a core 12, a core two, seven. That shit was funny. I mean, I'm sorry. Like she's up, but that shit was funny. Like we never even met those core people. I've, I've been, I've known her for five years. I'm sorry. I can't, I, I, that's where I'm like, and I did say, you know, Shannon, I'll try to take it, but I'm naturally like, I have an enemy. I'm from the East coast. We serve each other up. If I, if I'm making fun of you, it's because I care about you. Right. Right. And Shannon just, and you like, you could see like in this season too, like it really was a lot of Emily. I barely said anything about Shannon, about being jealous. Right. And it truly was a joke. It was right. like, I do think there was something there, which is why I thought it was funny to like sticker, <laughs> but like, apparently she just, that's where she w- did not think that was funny. I think had I have, joked around to Shannon and not to Emily. And then clearly the way it was conveyed 
she got, I think, hyper paranoid as if like I was filming saying she's so jealous of me, which it was not like that. Right. You absolutely. Know? But also too, it was probably a little bit, even though Shannon denies it completely, it was a little bit of you getting so close with Heather. Oh yeah. There was something there. I mean, I'm not going to pretend like they're like, I'm not making it up. Like right, there's definitely right. something there, but I'm the type of person who would rather just poke a little joke at you. Let's get through this. Let's acknowledge it and move on. But I think when you, when you do something like that, but then it's a game of telephone, that's where I think the error was. And me and Shannon already were kind of on eggshells because of the whole Heather thing. Right. So I, I, I like hindsight, like, you know, I just should have maybe talked to her directly or whatever about it, or just not joked about it, you know, yeah. but then well, again, like it's, like, said, it's like, she's sensitive. You can take things and roll and go with the right. Players, right. She yeah. holds it and she's sensitive. You see her every scene, she starts crying and she's talking to somebody. She's getting emotional. Right. It's a lot. It's a like, lot. Shannon's a lot. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, it's yeah. who was like, the, you've been through a lot, man. Look at all the cast you've been through outside of the fight with Emily. Who was like the toughest that you've like the conflicts that you've had to deal with? Definitely. Well, definitely Shannon. I mean, me and Shannon, for whatever reason, really push each other's buttons, but, but Shannon's also like Shannon. So it's like, I never, like, I don't fear with Shannon that she's going to ever go really super below the bell or like anything. She's really not, not that kind of person. Um, but we just naturally piss each other off. I would say, I mean, I went toe to toe with Dodd once that wasn't fun. Who else? I mean, but did that like shake you, like hurt you with Kelly? Oh no, no, she didn't know. Just like Emily, the Emily thing really upset me. I remember, I think my first year Tamara got pissed at me because of Shannon. Like I went to Shannon's, made a mistake, like that whole thing. That, that I was like, oh shit, that shook me a bit. I was like, oh, I'm on the wrong side of this one. You know, like you're also a newbie, right? And you're with the freaking, I mean, I cannot believe your cast when you started freaking mouth, Kelly, Vicky, Shannon, Kelly. Yeah. It was not clear. Like, hi. You're like, Hey, what's up guys? Like totally green. Like no idea what's even going on. Like, which is probably why it worked well, I guess, you know? Um, and I think that even though I, I respect and like appreciate everything that the cast did, you know, leading up to it or who it was when I was first on the show, like I, it is like, it's been on for a really long time. And sometimes it's like shaking things up and going different directions and trying new things and not just repeating the same, you know, breaking the mold a bit is good. So, so where, where are you though with the new, like Noella, where are you? Do you even talk? I don't to talk to Noella, but I don't really understand. I, I, I'm still don't understand a, a lot of that was going on there. I think I find generally people are confused. So am I like I'm with everybody else, you know, and like Dr. Jen, I had, after the season was over, like texted her, I was in the area, you want to grab lunch, but she was working, which I understand. I think she works a lot, but like they, neither of them reach out to me at all. So I don't really have time to like try and You're not gonna chase somebody. I'm not going to chase people you around. Do? You're not going to chase them regardless, even if you didn't have kids and a business. And right. Man, I'm just like- not going to do. And honestly, I've always been that. That was part of actually why. Emily would get so pissed at me at the beginning of our friendship because it's truly just a personality flaw of me. 
if you want to be one of my best friends, you, I have to be chased. Like, I'll just pretend like the world is not there. Like Tatiana will just show up to my house because she knows, you know what I mean? And then I love it when she's there. I just, I, I'm the type of person that is where I am when I'm there. So like, you need to be in front of me or whatever. So Emily would text me and I just wouldn't text her back for like days or just not at all. But like, that's very typical of my behavior. I'm not saying that's correct. That's a good thing to be, but that is very indicative of me. And so she would take that as I wasn't, she wasn't a priority. And the abandonment and the, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm trying to tell her those two together collide. Yeah. Collide. Cause I'm trying to be like, no, I'm just like a flippery chick. You know, I'm just flighty. I don't like whatever. And she's like, no, you don't care about me. And then it really took me on my part I acknowledge that. And I worked on that like so much with her because I love her and care about her. And it's like, if that's a priority and a need that she is a, has a requirement to be in a friendship with, then I'm just going to have to raise my bar there and improve that and meet her halfway on that. So like I did, and that really like changed the dynamic of our friendship going forward, because, you know, sometimes you're not, I'm not perfect, but like just saying like what I realized in life is like me just saying, well, I don't really, I'm shit at texting. Sometimes that's just not good enough. You know, it's like, you can't just use an excuse. You have to actually, if it means something to you, you have to change it. So like I worked on that actions. Yeah. Action. Yeah. But look, I mean, look, you guys have those different things. She has the abandonment. You're like, I, you know, chase me. Yeah. It's just a bad combination, but right. You work through it. You had to go through your shit, but now look where you are on the other side. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Same thing with, are you just shocked at how it happened with you and Heather? Oh, I love Heather. I love her. I'm, I, I'm, you know, what? I'm not shocked. Like from the beginning when I, I used to watch the show when she was on it, I never, I always saw her as like, obviously a little more like fancy smancy, but reasonable. I thought on the show. Right. And so, and she's from New York. So I never at the, I remember before she came on all these people were speculating that me and Heather were going to be like, and I didn't see that at all. Like I didn't anticipate that, but I also didn't anticipate how much we did click and how much, like there is so much to Heather that nobody gets to see. And that is the part that I truly hope that she wants to continue doing this and come back and that people get to see, like, I think everybody's seeing Heather as a mom this year was major right. because that's the Heather I know. Right. And, you know, there's, and she really is very chill for as much money as she has and how fancy and her standards and everything. She honestly is like a really chill kind of person. Right. Um, and nobody sees that. Right. So like you said, I, we just see fancy. We see, we hear the, right. you know, she's rude to crew and people and pop, 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 pop. I'm telling you, Heather is the furthest. I mean, she was pissed that day, obviously, at her house when I blew up her dinner party. You know what I mean? But even then, when Noelle's trying to say, like, oh, she swatted the camera, you see it 3,000 times. She's like, we're done. Excuse. And she's like, Grace. <laughs> totally. Nothing. The camera barely even moves. Right? <laughs> I don't even think she touched it. <laughs> Why do you think she even made this up? Okay. It's funny, too. It was, again, reunion me fresh off. You saw it. Oh, wait, no. You heard about it oh right. wait now I think I dreamt it in my sleep like right what, but I'm think? still not wrong right but do you think she was just saying this because she was like I need to bring Heather's trying to come at me and bring me down 
I need to try to take her down. But the thing is, Heather never even went at anybody. Heather is not that person. And the thing is like, Noella, I don't know what, I think Noella thinks that this is like an act, like a soap opera, like an acting job. And she's just doing whatever she, she feels is right in the moment to have some like breath moment and like that's where I was getting frustrated with her as the season was going on because I was trying to have real genuine and I felt bad for her at the beginning and then everything just got so crazy and I was like I gotta take a step back from this because it was too out of control for me and it was too like fake honestly and and like I think Heather you know felt really vulnerable because the whole season Noella just like hated her and but wouldn't say why but kept saying like it's because you know the truth and like shit like that. And we're all like, we don't though. Can you tell us too? Cause so, and there was nothing there. She just was trying to make herself, I think relevant. And I don't know if that, I mean, it really is still not relevant to me, but maybe it is to fans. I have no idea. but, But also too, it's not like she was like, Oh, you stole my sweater and it's going on. I mean, physical violence, like you're shoving your, man handling woman handling uh, uh, somebody that's like pretty serious like accusation it's a huge accusation and like in that instance it's like I think Noella should be held accountable for falsely reporting like a crime you know what I mean like abuse like you can't and like you can't do that. You know what I mean? Especially when you don't, it's like not even like she was down there and like the whole, it just made no sense. So, but that was the thing. Like Heather's like, if you, she invited her over to be like, okay, let's just have this out. If you have something to say, say it. But then she's being cagey and not wanting to say like pretending as if like she knew the smoking gun and she was like protecting Heather or something. It was still very odd. I don't know. But I think because of that, you actually, everybody got distracted by that and there are so many things that people didn't get to see about Heather that hopefully you know people will get to see as we go forward and I think too like Heather is very much she's kind of like me in that you get to see more of who she is when she's comfortable in an environment she likes you and so like I think that's why like in New York you got to see Heather with marinara sauce on her louis vuitton and like that's amazing you know what i mean like pizza out of the pizza box walking down the street like i mean that's amazing that's the stuff that we didn't see obviously and that's what we don't hear about right right so that's why i appreciated you guys coming together and such again like everyone always says like gina and her you know fan uh, my house could be in fancy pants closet because you know i mean but now you two are where you are are you because Heather doesn't care. It's not like she's like this elitist. That's like, you need to have X amount of money before I'm friends with you. It's like, first of all, most people in Newport, whatever are full of shit anyway. You know what I mean? So like, if you're really going to write it down and be like dollar to dollar, who has like financially, like I'm okay. I'm good. You know, I just don't live beyond my means and I have six kids and I got to get these, I got to get my three through college, you know? And I just am not, I'm just going to, and I'm young, you know, I'm only 37. So it's not even like, and I went through a divorce. I'm doing all right, you know, and, um, you know, and yeah. And like for Heather, Heather, like, she's not going to apologize for where she is in life, nor should she, but she doesn't look down on people. Like she's really happy for me. She comes in, she's like, you're doing great. And then like everything that she does is to be like supportive. And if I want to get lifted or rise, she's there to support me. Like she goes out of her way to like 
she would even during filming, like she's so kind, like she would go out of her way to bring up like Cara Gala and, you know, it's just, yeah. she's just a really good person. Right. And in regards to like people saying that she's rude to crew, absolutely not. Everybody adores her. And then also like, even I remember Travis pointed this out. We were, I, I don't know where we were. We were somewhere away. We're at a hotel. And it's like, even when we go in, she's the first one to the elevator controller guy or whatever. Hi, how are you? How's your day? She's very kind. I think she's very proper. And sometimes that can get like misinterpreted as being rude because she knows what she wants, but she's not, you know, she's really not. She's very gracious, very kind, very appreciative and meaningful. And you know what, you know why, you know, she's not an asshole because she has phenomenal children. And if you're an asshole, your kids are assholes. And she has the sweetest, kindest kids. Like she had over me recently, my parents came to visit. She had over me and my parents for dinner and she's very sweet. And her kids, kiddos came, Max and Nikki came to dinner. Cause I know, you know, we went away together. I adore right. them. And they have, a, they have a personal chef because that's their life. That's right. freaking badass, Right. But I'm telling you, Chef Nick, the kids, the food comes. Thank you, Nick. Thank you so much. Nick, this is great. Thank you so much. They're so polite to my parents. Like, that's amazing. Conversationalists and social and Stuff you we just don't, don't see, unfortunately. Yeah, but you don't raise good kids. And they should, like, honestly, look at where they live. They should be assholes. I know. You know? And they're not. Like, that Can is so impressive. Imagine us growing up in a house like that. I would be such a dick. Like, yeah. <laughs> Not even a house like that size on the East Coast where we grew up, but here. Right. So that not that like such a huge, like that yeah. alone is such a huge major indication that like Heather and Terry are like good people, you know, because they're really doing a great job raising great children. So you and love, that age alone. I mean, that is, you know, more than I do. I still have shitting all over wiping my butts and all that stuff like it's not easy I can't you know the older they get the bigger problems bigger kids bigger problems. that's what they say I know I'm scared yeah good luck I'm, I'm in a sweet spot <laughs> yeah. they can their own butts but they don't hate me yet yeah well it's great you know savor yeah I know I'm really relishing the moment it's gonna be any minute it's gonna be gone. it's gonna turn to shit so your core obviously is Emily Heather yeah you think they missed the mark probably with Dr. Jen Noella bringing them on. I mean, I don't like to comment on, you know, that's not my job, yeah. but I, I do think that the goal is for everybody to like this group to, to have like real authentic friendships. And then obviously like girl groups are messy in general. And I think that that I personally just think that's more entertaining and I don't think that that quite happened, but it's like, who knows, you know, if they say, yeah, but maybe they just need another year. I'm down for whatever. I stay in my lane. Melissa, yes, you know, yeah, yeah. So. Listen, you do. I mean, you have to, right. You can't worry yeah. about casting. This is you're right. still going to do the show and you're going to see what they bring you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it can't be crazy to Noella. So right. <laughs> or Vicky or Kelly. Right. You've been through the rank. I who's, really have. Who's the other two though? Like you, if you have to have two other people, cause you have Emily, you have Heather and you have to have at least two other people. We need five at least. I mean, I'm fine with Shannon, you know, I or mean, anybody, anybody yeah. would you anybody. bring? Oh Lord. Like Vicky's bringing Kelly, Shannon, Tamara. She thinks that Trace Amigas is happening again. Yeah. I'm trying to think like. Do you bring who... Tamara or Vicky? Oh my gosh. I don't, I don't know. You know what the thing, the problem is with bringing back 
people from that particular era too is it's not that I don't want the women to come back. I just don't, I don't like the like politics that come with that. And that's the problem, you know? And so I would be happy to have them both back if it could just be like, okay, restart. Let's just not do any of that kind of background stuff. Let's just have fun, be friends, and then see what happens, you know? But do you think it could ever be like that? No, which is why I don't think that, that I, I mean, maybe it would work, but it would be like, not, I like, you know, I want to squeak a little bit of fun out of it too, you know? Right. So I don't know, maybe like some women from some other franchises would be an interesting shakeup. Oh my God. You know what I wanted to ask you? Would you ever go back to New York and do Roni? I don't think I would be interesting in New York, the New York cast, because I'm just like a normal, like New York, Long Island chick. I think what makes me interesting here is that I am so different from everybody. And I'm also not like the Real Housewives of New York is very much like Manhattanites that then summer have their summer homes in the Hamptons. And I was a Burbs girl, you know, I'm a Long Islander. So I... I don't think I have, I just, that's not my jam. That wouldn't be my lifestyle. If I ever moved back to New York, I would not live in Manhattan. In the city, right. So I don't think that that would, honestly, I'd probably fit in better in, in the Jersey cast oh as much as I try God. to correct everybody. I would give anything to see you and Teresa. Oh my God. That's where I think I could probably do my best work. I mean, that, I would pay a lot of money to see that. You and her. I have met Teresa, actually. She's really nice. I love her. I talk, I love her. I know, like, like. She she was super friendly to me. Yes. Two things. A quick game. Are you okay Okay. to play? Yes. Okay. The name of the game is, Aren't You Glad We're Almost Done Talking to Melissa (laughs) Feaster? Okay. I love it. Okay. So, rapid fire. I'm going to give you two options. You just tell me the first one that comes to mind. Are you ready? Yes. Scarier. Shannon and Emily as bears or Noella talking about divorce one more time. Definitely Noella talking about the divorce. (laughs) Did we not even see half of it? It's the tip of the iceberg there. (laughs) Exactly what I was thinking. How much they had a cut that's on the floor that we didn't even see about it. Okay. Do you bring back Kelly Dodd or Vicky? Uh, I Vicky, Vicky. I asked you Vicky or Shannon. Oh, Shannon. Vicky or Tamara. Tamara. Okay. And what, this is the big one. Are you ready? I don't know if you can handle this question. What's more tempting a trip back to New York city with Heather or a night with Jimmy Fallon? I was so embarrassed. Oh my God. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh my God. Thank you for that joke. Jimmy Fallon. I love Jimmy Fallon. He's amazing. You totally picked Jimmy Fallon. I, think, I guess he's been my celebrity crush for a very long time. You're, well, it's New York. Yeah, East Coast, man. He is a rock. What did, what did Travis say? Oh, well, he's known. He knows. So I, I, I was like, when I got out of the reunion, I was like, oh my God, Travis, because you guys, what you don't know is, which this is, I almost crapped my pants at the reunion because then in between, this is like tea, right? In between the, when we said that we went on break for lunch, we came back. Andy was like, Gina, I was like, what's up? He's like, 
I just got off the phone with Jimmy Fallon's wife and I was like dying because I also follow them on so right. I love their family. Like, let's get, you know, like I'm never gonna, I'm not, you know what I mean? You're, you're, not, not, like, trying to, you're not trying to bang Jimmy Fallon. We, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. just say that. But I yeah. do, I adore him, you know, but I adore the whole family, his kids, everything. But he said, he told her that I, you know, he was my hall pass. And her response was, I knew I loved Gina. And I was like, oh my God, I feel like I just met Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> That's amazing. Cause wait, Andy's friends, good friends with him, isn't he? Jimmy? I, yes. But yeah, I, uh, yes, I remember that. Told him answer, I didn't know that though. And I was just like, he really is genuinely my celebrity crush. And I guess it's like really random because people are used to like Brad Pitt. You know, Chris, whatever Helms were. Yeah. Brad Pitt. Exactly. Listen, that's you not go my jam. funny. You're funny. He's like cool. Funny. Humor goes along. Like, obviously, look at Travis. Yeah. He's so funny. He's funny, fun. smart, sweet. Totally. I mean, honestly, you know what, Melissa? I feel like I got my Jimmy Fallon. Uh, uh, I do. And that, like, uh, every day I wake up and I genuinely am, like, thankful for that. So, do you, are you going to get married? You see it? You know what? We talk about it. It's just like, it's just. First of all, we're really still very young. It's not like when you're, we're very happy and yeah. content and we do have a lot of baggage each and we have a lot of financial responsibilities and we've both been walloped by divorces. And so, you know, if and when that happens, I would be super stoked about it. I'm not anti-marriage, but I'm, we're just not, it's not even like something that we really truly could consider even doing right, right. now. You have a lot going. You have three kids. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, and Travis three. three so we're each. yeah, and he took a while. You know, there's a lot. He's been you know rebuilding. He had to change lanes too. He was in private equity. He had his company went out during COVID, and now like he's a mortgage broker, so he's yeah. fine. But like we're normal people, you know. So we are both working and trying to build a life together. And if one day that includes a pretty dress and a walk down an aisle and a big party, yes, I would love to have the blank, you know, but it's not my top priority. Like, Aww. because we're in love and we're happy and we're building our life together, Who you know, That's all you need, you don't need yeah. that shit. That's just like, background music, right? Like you have yeah. what you need and that's a good man that loves you and loves your kids. Right. right. And that's my focus. Like, I just feel like I did all that. I had the wedding and I had all that stuff and it wasn't very fulfilling to me. And now I just feel like my cup is full and I'm focused on trying to keep it that way. I love that. Oh my God, Gina, I wrote a poem for you. I that's almost amazing. <clears throat> this outgoing bubbly beauty came onto the scene fresh from the East Coast, eager to join the group and make some friends, though her three kids, Nicholas, Sienna, and Luca, is what she loved most. A fan favorite, we immediately loved her. Well, maybe except her hair. But her smile, her laugh, she's so contagious, we didn't even care. We love seeing her grow into this badass business owner she is today and so thankful to have her on the show in every single way yes you guys guessed it from real housewives of orange county it's the one the only gina k i adore that melissa i was really excited i was like i you know i know she won't mind me saying something about her hair 
Oh my God, but, no, please. <laughs> I'm not blind. Like, <laughs> says me. I got extensions once, they ripped all out, and I have none left. So I literally can never not have extensions again. I know. Well, that's unless I do this slippery slope, man. I I'm know. already done. I'm already falling. Bye, right, Dina. Bye, Dina. It's so fun. Have a great day. You bye. too. Thank you so much for listening to Side Piece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W at Side Piece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.